0: You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The time has come for America to hear the truth. We are going to stand with them, and not only are we going to fight for their rights, but we're going to stand up for our rights here in our state, in our homes, and in our community. One day longer, one day stronger, one day longer. of labor's rights in the United States of America is not going to be decided in the courts. It's not going to be decided in Congress. It's not going to be decided on talk radio and it's sure it is not going to be decided on Fox News. Solidarity forever! Solid-
1: studio by myself today so hope y'all are okay with that uh, david is off at the uh, alabama state council of machinists convention so i'm in the studio by myself today uh, it is saturday october 24th 2020 and we are broadcasting live on the radio on wvnn in the huntsville decatur athens listening area from athens alabama A recording of the program might play tomorrow, depending on how this goes, uh, on Sunday, October 25th, 2020, on the great WGOL in Russellville, Alabama. Today, we're going to have an interesting show. We're going to have an interesting show. Uh, That is because, like I said, uh, my good brother David, he is in the, um, he's at the, the convention for the Alabama State Council of Machinists, and uh, the internet is down here at the studio. The, <laughs> the internet is down. I had a guest. I was go- we were gonna be talking to Jane Adams. She is with Alabama Arise and uh, Cover Alabama. Uh, one of their principal projects is the expansion of Medicaid here in the state, and um, they. Uh, uh, they sent out a press release the other day that was really interesting, and I was I, I wanted to talk to them about it um, because they were talking about the ACA lawsuit um, that the Trump administration is doing, uh, um, is, is in court right now to over completely overturn the Affordable Care Act, which would mean ending protections for uh, pre-existing conditions and, uh, and uh, you know, not being able to be on your parents' uh, health insurance until you're 26. Um, and, and so she was gonna call in, she was gonna zoom in and talk to us about what that meant. Um, but the internet is down, so she can't zoom in. We were gonna have, a, have her call in, but the phone line is down. <laughs> so, uh, so, the, uh, <coughs> so the phone line is down, the internet is down, not gonna be able to call the show. Uh, I'm not going to be able to have any guests, so my program for today is a bit, I'm I'm feeling a bit discombobulated, so you'll have to, you'll have to bear with me, Um, but I do appreciate y'all listening, I appreciate your patience, Um, so thanks for tuning in, the folks that are listening on 92.5 WVNN, uh, if you want to see what we're up to throughout the week, we are on social media. Uh, so you should follow us there and get our snide quips about the news of the day. All of that good stuff. We are on Facebook at facebook.com/slash, Valley Labor Report. We're on Twitter at laborreporters. I'm on Twitter at Jacob M. underscore A L. David is on Twitter at Radical Unionist. That is spelled R A D I C L Unionist. <clears throat> If you missed part of the show and want to go back and watch it later, you can search YouTube for The Valley Labor Report and subscribe to our channel. You can go back and watch the full show there, and we also clip segments throughout the week. Uh, And we do upload the program on more than 11 different podcasting apps. So, to see if we are on your listening platform of choice, go to thevalleylaborreport.transistor.fm slash subscribe and if you appreciate our work and want to help us stay on the air then consider throwing us a couple dollars a month on patreon.com slash the valley labor report so um so like I said I'm feeling a bit discombobulated today y'all are gonna have to bear with me um maybe the internet will come back on maybe the phone lines will come back on and y'all can call in and chat that would be great uh I would love that but as of right now, so what? What I think that I'll uh, what I think that I'll do is, I'll probably just kind of talk uh, talk about what we were going to talk about with Jane here for a little bit, and that is the uh, the Trump administration is currently suing to overturn the ACA, and this is I mean this is incredibly incredibly important. Because lots of people, uh, there are people not in Alabama because we didn't expand Medicaid, uh, but there are people all over the country that rely on the expanded Medicaid. And then in Alabama, there are lots of folks that um, there are lots of folks that rely on you know the, the only reason that they're able to um, the only reason that they're able to have coverage is because of the protections for pre-existing conditions, which um, if we overturn Medicaid, uh, if we overturn the ACA, we're not gonna have that anymore. And one of the things that is really frustrating about this that really kind of underscores the, um, the dishonesty in the political propaganda that we're fed a lot about this is that the Republicans are saying that they have a bill that are uh, that they're, they're saying that they have a bill that would protect pre-existing conditions that would allow people to be on their parents health insurance until they're 26 and uh, they have lambasted the senator from the great state of Alabama Doug Jones for voting against it they're saying that he's voting against the protections of uh, pre-existing conditions that the Republican senators uh, uh, the Republican folks in the in the u.s senate have put forward and uh he did vote against their bill but the reason that he did that is because one there's already these protections it's already law uh and two this bill is a bait and switch folks this is not a bill that is going to do the same things the good things that we like about the affordable care act this bill if it is enacted if this is what replaces the Affordable Care Act, it is going to permit insurers to avoid caps. Uh, um, it will allow them, you know, it, it ostensibly protects coverage for pre existing conditions, like it does that in pa- on paper. But it does not disallow insurers from putting annual spending caps on insurance or on uh or or lifetime spending caps on on the insurance that they offer and so effectively for people with chronic conditions that would count as a pre-existing condition what this bill would do is it would only give them coverage for the first hundred thousand dollars of care or for the first fifty thousand dollars of care or whatever and it would allow insurers to uh cut them off to say okay you used your hundred thousand dollars for the year you got to figure out how you're going to come up with the rest of the million dollars that the hospital charged you on your own. Not only that, this bill would circumvent coverage requirements. One of the things that the Affordable Care Act does is that it mandates coverage requirements. It, 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 it um, sets criteria that define health insurance, right? You can't sell something and say it's a car You can't bill something as a vehicle as a mode of transportation if it won't move if it doesn't have an engine if it doesn't you know you can't you can't market a thing like you can drive it off the lot and go to work the next day if you can't do that one of the things that the affordable care act did was it defined what health insurance is you had to cover certain things you had to Fulfill these minimum requirements to be considered health insurance This bill would take that off the table. You could sell whatever you want and call it health insurance It would also allow insurers to charge women higher premiums than men this is another thing that the Affordable Care Act and uh, Patient Protection Act uh, did for consumers in America it uh, uh, It did not allow for insurers to um, it did not allow them to charge women more than men for insurance this bill the Republican bill would allow them to do that and so this is a really uh, uh, I mean this is this is a bait-and-switch folks this is not the same thing you are not going to get the same coverage Uh, with, you're not gonna get the same protections that you have against these evil corporations that you do with the Affordable Care Act. And so that's why, you know, you've got folks like Senator Doug Jones that are voting against it. That's why you've got the Democrats are opposing it. It's not because they are these, you know, of course they are, you know, a lot of them are corporate ghouls who don't have souls, uh, all that, all that. But that's not why they're voting against the Republicans' bill that is being put up. It's because it is a sham. It's a sham, and it's going to hurt workers in Alabama. It's going to work. Hurt, it's going to hurt workers across America, and uh, you know you need to be aware of that. The next time you see a Tommy Tupperville ad that says, um, you know, Doug Jones voted against protections for pre-existing conditions. You know you need to be aware what he's talking about is a sham it's bs it's nonsense it's not it's not true you know you should never trust anything tommy tuberville says anyway just as just as a given like that should be your default state is is skepticism of tommy tuberville but especially with this because this is just an out and out sham uh you know don't don't fall for it and um I mean, man, folks, it is just, it's just really, really bad. Um, And uh, so if this lawsuit succeeds and the Trump administration is able to circumvent the legislative process and get their activist judges to overturn the Affordable Care Act, we're going to be looking at at least 122,000. Alabamians losing their health coverage the state's uninsured rate would increase by 25% as a result I mean like this is just uh, you, you've, you really got to consider who, who, who's going to be supporting workers um, it's not going to be the Trump administration folks so stay tuned this is the Valley Labor Report we'll be right back
0: You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Storey and Jacob Morrison.
1: The attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time. But the attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker & Jacobs at 855-617-9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms.
0: All workers deserve fair wages, affordable health care, and a retirement plan that enables them to retire with dignity. All workers deserve to have a say about the terms and conditions of their employment, not just the bosses. With the Machinist Union's over 600,000 members having our back, Local Lodge 44 in Decatur, Alabama has been serving workers' interests for over 20 years. Our members have the best health insurance in the area with zero deductible plans. We set the bar for pay in the area with over $40 an hour rates, consistently averaging the highest non-college degree jobs in North Alabama with some of the best retirement plans in the industry. We can do the same for you. Together we remain united, raising our voices to ensure justice on the job and service in the community. The Machinist Union is a true southern union founded in Atlanta in 1888 We've been serving members needs for 132 years. The longevity of our union proves our dedication and loyalty to the working class. The Machinist Union isn't just for machinists. We represent workers in government, healthcare, auto workers, aerospace workers, transportation workers, the defense industry and woodworking. Our members even build the iconic Harley Davidson motorcycles. If you're ready to get serious about better benefits and wages, if you want to have a voice in your workplace with over 600,000 members to back you up, Call or email us today at 256-286-3704 or organize at iamaw44.org.
1: Here in Huntsville, federal employees are an invaluable part of the nation's defense, offering unmatched expertise in engineering and technology and as stewards of taxpayer dollars. What we ask for in return is to be treated with fairness, dignity, and respect. The American Federation of Government Employees, AFGE, Local 1858, is a union of working people looking out for each other, making sure that we're treated right. To inquire about joining or to learn more, call 256-876-4880.
0: Hey y'all, are you tired of hearing that the South is just a bunch of racist rednecks? Or tune in to Dixieland of the Proletariat Podcast. We talk about Southern working class history and current events to a leftist perspective. Join Nelson, Senior Telecommunications Director Tommy, Comrade Kate, former pig farmer Tyler, and Brother William, wherever you stream your podcasts. And good Lord William, the creek don't rise. We'll see you all next time. It's Dixieland of the Proletariat, y'all. WVNN. Depend on it. got to today
1: inside and it burns in the
2: face of the one
0: whose mother cried
2: well, yes she did
0: now listen lonely tumor inside my head won't be long till
1: I am the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here in the studio by myself today. Phone lines are back up. So we, (laughs) so I'm going to, so all right. Sorry if I was sweating a little bit there, but uh, we are back. uh, uh, Internet's back up. Going to see if I can get the stream going. Going to see if I can get the stream going here uh, after the, uh, during the next break. But We've got on the line Jane Adams now uh, from Alabama Arise and Cover Alabama. What are your positions with those uh, uh, with those organizations again, Jane?
2: I lead the campaign efforts for Alabama Arise and the Cover Alabama coalition.
1: Good deal, good deal. Well, thanks for thanks for calling in and thanks for bearing with me. Um, Thanks for bearing with me during the during all the technical difficulties we had. I really appreciate your patience.
2: No worries. Is my audio okay?
1: It is. It is. I can hear you fine.
2: Okay, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback my own voice on my end. I don't know if that's a me issue or
1: um, um I can hear you fine. I don't hear any feedback on my end. Uh, so I know that okay. can be I know, I know that can be pretty uh, pretty distracting, but I'm not sure exactly what to do about that. Oh, and she's gone, okay. Well, just a second. Okay, Jane, let's try that again. Okay, let's try that again. Can you hear me?
2: Okay, can, yep, can you hear me?
1: Okay, I can, I can. Very good, very good. All right, uh, so um, now uh, t- uh, tell folks what you do with Alabama Arise and Cover Alabama again.
2: I'm the campaign director, so my entire job is to organize uh, coalitions, specifically healthcare, Um, folks, organizations, businesses, uh, workers, uh, around the issue of health care.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So y'all sent out a press release the other day about um, the uh, about the Trump administration's uh, lawsuit to overturn the ACA to you know it's worth pointing out to circumvent the legislative process and get their activist judges to write the to write the laws for them Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that
2: yeah so there are 20 states that have uh, sued um, they're in the process of a lawsuit and it's gone all the way up to the Supreme Court It's being led by Texas but unfortunately the state of Alabama also signed on to this lawsuit Um, The name of the case is uh, Texas v. California, and the Supreme Court is hearing it on November 10th. Essentially what it is is Texas and the 20 other states are arguing that the entirety of the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, or some of your listeners might know it as Obamacare, uh, should be completely overturned and is illegal Because the Republicans in Congress got rid of the individual mandate portion of the Affordable Care Act. And so what they're arguing is, is essentially if you get rid of one piece of it, um, that it is what they call unseverable, quote unquote, unseverable. Which means that if you get one piece of it, that one piece is kind of uh, the key to the rest of the legislation. And so all of it should be illegal. Which is kind of a, to be completely honest, I mean, uh, that is quite possibly the worst way, you could argue, the ACA is illegal. Yeah. Um, so that's good news for people who support the ACA, because they don't really have a whole lot of legal standing.
1: Yeah, and it's, and, and I, I, they, the thing that, um, that they want to say, the, the if I remember this right, the, 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 um, mm-hmm. The justification is that it's not severable, and the thing that is not severable, they're saying that the mandate is unconstitutional, right? The mandate to have insurance. They're saying,
2: well, yeah, so the so Republicans and the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which was President Trump's uh, really unjust tax bill uh, that they passed in 2017, um, that, that bill got rid of the individual mandate, which was essentially this this fee that you had to pay or what we call, you know, what the Supreme Court deemed as a tax uh, that you would have to pay if you weren't insured. uh, Because the Affordable Care Act mandated that everyone has health insurance or purchase health insurance. And if you didn't have that, uh, then you had to pay this tax and that was based on your income. Well, they struck down that tax and the Tax Cut and Jobs Act and now these Republican states are saying, well, that tax was everything. It was, you know, it, it was key to the Affordable Care Act, and so because we got rid of that tax, the rest of it has to go too, which is just kind of a wild argument, to be honest, because the Affordable Care Act, whether you like it or not, thought it went far enough or not, it is like, its tendrils are in the entirety of our healthcare system, and really our entirety of our tax system. Um, it does so much more than just that one thing, so.
1: Right yeah it, it's such i mean it really is such a flimsy argument and, it, and it, it's it's funny because these are supposed to be the people that have like so much respect for the constitution so much uh like oh you know yeah. I, I just i just want to call balls and strikes i just want to follow the law i don't you know it's and and the fact that this is the argument that they're making is so silly and the fact that uh especially if amy coney barrett is confirmed that it will probably yeah. succeed in the Supreme Court. You know, that, like, we've really yeah. got to rid ourselves of the myth that uh, that the court is apolitical. Uh, we're, so, so we talked right. a little bit about the justification. On the other side, let's talk about what the effects are going to be if you've got time to stay with me for another segment.
2: Sure, yeah, I've got time.
1: Okay. All right, so we're going to be talking some more with uh, Jane Adams from Alabama Arise and Cover Alabama. On the other side, stay tuned. welcome back to the Valley Labor report. My name is Jacob Morrison holding down the fort myself today. Uh, David is down at the Alabama State Council of Machinists annual convention on the line I have Jane Adams from uh, uh, from Alabama arise and from Alabama arise and cover Alabama um, we are seeing if we can get her on zoom so that way uh that way we can if anybody wants to uh if anybody wants to call in they and ask her questions uh then you could uh but we still got her on the phone um so we uh so we got her got her off the phone um and we're gonna see see about getting her on the Let's see? All right, Jane, can you hear me? Jane, can you hear me? You're muted on the on the Zoom call. Oh, I can hear you. Oh. You there? I could I could hear you, and I uh, I heard I heard you say uh, uh don't need the video is not super important if you can if you can just hear me uh, then that's good enough. you there? I can hear that I can hear the difference when you mute and you unmute. Um, So I'm not sure if you can hear me or not. All right folks we're having some uh, having some problems getting Jane on the zoom so we are sorry about that. she could just call back in, that would that would probably work out better. Oh, I can see her now. Can you? can you hear me? Oh, <laughs> I can see you. Can you see me? I can hear you, or no, I I can see you, I can't hear you. Okay, Jane just connected to audio. Can you hear me? You're on mute, you're on-
2: Yes, I can hear you, can you hear me? I
1: can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you
2: oh lord i'm so sorry i apologize to all your listeners man it's been some serious technical difficulties <laughs> well, this most morning, of that, so thanks mo- for bearing with
1: us yeah most of that was my fault so um if you wanted to call in and ask her a question you can one eight six six four nine four nine eight six six. 494 9866 but uh while we wait for calls jane could you talk to us about what the effect of um what is going to happen to workers in alabama if uh, If the Trump administration and these Republican attorneys general are able to overturn the Affordable Care Act by circumventing the legislative process and getting their activist judges to rewrite the law.
2: It would be... Be absolutely devastating for Alabama workers and workers all across the United States. If you remember before the ACA, you could, you know, join a big company or a big business with over 50 employees and not be provided health care. Um, and, you know, the Affordable Care Act said, hey, if you have more than 50 employees, full time employees, you have to provide them health insurance. And then additionally, on top of that, The health insurance you got was good health insurance. I mean, you might have had to pay, you know, some for it, but it had, you know, essential health benefits. So making sure that, you know, you can get mammograms and all of these other benefits that previously weren't covered. You know, you pick and chose your health care plan, you know, kind of like you picked out a restaurant menu before the Affordable Care Act. But with that, you got this kind of, set benefits uh, that were covered. Um, On top of that, uh, there's, uh, you know, the premium subsidies. So right now uh, in the state of Alabama, hundreds of thousands of workers get premium subsidies, which means that they're working, but their employer doesn't provide them health insurance or they, you know, um, are a small business owner or something like that. And they're able to go on, the Affordable Care Act website at healthcare.gov, sign up for a plan, and get a subsidy from the federal government that helps pay for that plan. For instance, my brother, who is a union worker, um, you know, works in, um, you know, the tech, he does like, um, he does like a road crew for concerts and stuff like that, um, you know, help setting up and tearing down. He gets his health insurance because of a premium subsidy. So he has a platinum level plan and he only pays sixty dollars a month for it. Wow. So all of that would go away. Um there's just so much that it would just be completely devastating.
1: Absolutely, absolutely that's sixty dollars a month is really, really great. I couldn't even I don't even think that I could get that. Um and I can get um, any federal employee is entitled to we're able to get the American postal workers health insurance if we become like an associate member of the union. And so that's, that's the, that's the kind of health insurance that I would be looking at. And it's pretty, it's like a hundred something dollars a month for, you know, a single person. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, so the ACA just kind of, you know, again, it didn't go as far as I would have liked for it to go, but it really did provide this essential level of care and made it much easier for workers to be able to get health insurance and frankly, you know, much more difficult for the boss to kind of screw people out of health, <laughs> not giving them, you know, health insurance or benefits. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. and. and- you know I was talking I was kind of riffing on that a little bit before you came on um, and and one of the things that has really irked me has been the Republican insistence that their bill in the Senate is the same thing as uh, that you're gonna get all the good things with that you get with Obamacare without the uh, without the negatives Have you read about that bill and, and how and how Doug Jones has been um, absolutely lambasted for voting against it in the Senate. Jane?
2: Yeah. Heh. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, that's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's just it's wild that he's been lambasted for voting against it. It would have been absolutely devastating. Look, the tax bill, uh the Republican tax bill was a give out to corporations um the only thing it did that i think is positive is that it provided additional funding in the child tax credit which is good but even then the poorest families didn't get that benefit so if you're um, a single mom with three kids in alabama and you make fifteen thousand dollars a year you didn't see your child tax credit increase at all but if you know they they changed the law and that bill to families that made up to $300,000 a year can now get the child tax credit, which right. before it was capped at 80000 So, you know, I mean, again, like uh, that bill was a give out. It was a give up to corporations. It got rid of the, you know, the health care mandate. Um, so uh, the individual mandate, Right. Well, that, I, the, I, I, the there's that no... I- yeah, well the yeah. one that
1: I'm talking about now is a bill that was recently put up and um, the uh, uh, Tommy Tupperville and some other people have have been hitting Doug Jones for voting against it because it in name on paper it protects uh, co- uh, it protects people with pre-existing conditions.
2: Oh, but yeah, that's not true at all. It's Look, not. Look, you can't be both and, right? right. Like, this right, isn't like, like magic, right, where your right hand does something and your left hand is doing something else. Right. The Trump administration and 20 Republican states, including our own state, uh, is suing the federal government saying the Affordable Care Act is illegal. And the, the ways that they're saying that it's illegal, specifically... They have argued in court, verbally out loud, our lawyers have argued in court that protections for pre existing conditions should be struck down in this law, like verbally out loud. I can find the clip and tape and play it for you. So you can't argue in court that it should be illegal and then put a garbage bill that's non binding and really a nothing burger on the floor of you know, the Senate and say, oh, we're protecting pre-existing conditions. Look, the structure of the Affordable Care Act was built with the individual mandate and the protection for pre-existing conditions because the only way insurers could provide protections for pre-existing conditions um, was if they covered a lot of people, which meant that more people had to buy into the health insurance system. Uh, So that was one way through Medicaid expansion, which we failed to do. That's one way through the premium subsidies. All of it is to encourage more people to be in the healthcare pool, to have more coverage. Um, Because if everyone has more coverage, then you can provide services that you weren't able to provide before if you're a company or a business. So, I mean, it's just, again, to say that you can just put that nothing burger of a bill in DC, that's what we call a nothing burger.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's really it's really loony, and, and you know all the it, it like it, on paper it protects against it, it protects pre existing conditions, but it doesn't uh, it removes coverage requirements. It allows it would allow for insurers to charge women more than men. It uh, allows for spending caps again. I mean, it takes away all of the things that you need to in effect genuinely protect.
2: Uh, yeah, Doug Jones. Positions. Look, Doug Jones, and anybody really, anybody who cares about people, we're average people, would should not vote in favor of a bill so that would bring back an annual cap on health. You know, whether how much healthcare coverage you get to sixteen thousand dollars. Like, look, I had a baby in January, and it cost more than sixteen thousand dollars because she was premature, and right. the like. That would have been it. That would have yep. been my lifetime cap for my family if that bill would have passed so anybody with like a decent mind
1: should with the working people of alabama for over 40 years providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims when you were injured on the job it can be a scary time But the attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker & Jacobs at 855-617-9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms. The Valley Labor Report is also supported by listeners like you. If you value the work that we are doing, injecting a different perspective into talk radio, and you have the means, consider signing up for a monthly donation on patreon.com slash the Report. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash the Report to support our work and keep us on the air. If you're looking for contractors with lower than average EMR and TRIR, if you need to supplement a workforce at any level for any amount of time, if you need iron workers that come trained and certified at no extra cost, or if you need workers from superintendent down to general laborer and you're looking to start work on a project, or you're unhappy with your current contractor situation, you need to call my friend Jeb Miles with the Ironworkers Local 477. They only work with the best in the business, vetted contractors, and can do all kinds of jobs, from roofing to steel and bridge erection, from welding to heavy rigging, from structural repairs to machinery alignment, and much more. They supply manpower on four of the five largest projects in North Alabama, so you know they're legit. If you need good quality, safe, efficient, diligent, and knowledgeable workers on your job, then you need the Iron Workers Local 477. Call Jeb Miles at 256 383 3334, that's 256 383 4 or via email at local477 at bellsouth.net and make sure you tell them that you heard about them on the Valley Labor Report.
0: 770 AM 925 FM WVNN. Depend on it.
1: Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison. We have on the line with us uh, Jane Adams from Alabama Arise and Cover Alabama. Uh, we hit the break um, before, so if uh, I'll, let, I'll let you finish your thoughts there. Sorry about that, Jane.
2: Well, I was just saying that that bill that was put on the Senate by Senate Republicans was would have just been devastating to families. So there's really no reason why anyone should have voted for it. It brought back lifetime caps on coverage, it got rid of essential health benefits. Like, those days are done, right? Everyone thinks that you should be able to get cancer screenings if you buy health insurance or have health insurance. Everyone thinks that, you know, one accident shouldn't make you meet some mythical cap on your healthcare coverage and then never get covered for anything again. So, you know, it's out of touch with the people of Alabama and what they actually believe healthcare should do and provide. So, you know, uh, you know, you can hit Doug Jones on making that decision. But to be honest, he was listening to his constituents um, and what their needs are.
1: Right. Right. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that, uh, Jane thank you so much for coming on. Can you talk to, uh, or can you let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can find more information about the work that Alabama Arise and Cover Alabama does, um, in this area and, uh, and others?
2: Yeah, sure. And again, sorry for the technical difficulties. I'm excited to come back and talk healthcare more with you as things progress, but, uh, so my job is to lead the Cover Alabama Coalition. You can check out Cover Alabama at coveralabama.org. Um, please sign our petition. It's a petition to Governor Ivy and the Alabama legislature uh, urging them and asking them to expand Medicaid. Um, you can find us on social media at, at Cover Alabama. Uh, please go like our pages. But mostly... Go and sign that petition. We're trying to get you know tens of thousands of Alabamians to sign it before the next legislative session, uh, so we can you know print it out and leave it at Ivy's door. <laughs> um, um, you know we we're working on trying to get Medicaid expanded, and we think we're closer than ever. Um, we're bringing together a coalition of folks, labor unions, businesses, uh, faith leaders, community organizations. Um, and groups like the Medical Association of the State of Alabama and others around the issue of protecting and expanding Medicaid in the state. So check us out. All
1: right. Thanks so much, Jane. All right, folks, again, that was Jane Adams with uh, Cover Alabama and Alabama Arise uh, talking with us about health care and what is going to happen if uh, Republicans are successful in overturning the Affordable Care Act. It's, it's, um, you know, really dangerous stuff um, so this is a story that David sent me earlier in the week that uh, that really really resonated with me because of um, because of uh, some reading that I've been doing and uh, some of the rhetoric that I've seen around undocumented immigrants and their effects on the wages of Native workers and the ability of Native workers to find work. And what this story is, is that the USDA has decided to cancel a semi-annual survey that is used to calculate pay for farm workers, for agricultural guest workers, and uh, legal, legal agricultural guest workers. These are not American citizens, but these are legal immigrants that come here to do uh, work as uh, you know, they have documentation here. And the USDA has decided to cancel a semi-annual survey that is used to, ca- uh, to, to calculate their pay. It's used by contractors, it's used by the labor department to set minimum wages, etc. etc. et cetera. And um, this decision has been challenged by the United Farm Workers Union. And uh, the reason that it's been challenged is that, This is going to severely cut pay for these legal agricultural guest workers. And when I say really hit pay, like when I say it's going to really decrease their wages, what do I mean? I mean that in Georgia, guest workers, agricultural guest workers are looking at their wages going from $14.77 an hour to seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour, it could go all the way down to the minimum wage without um, without this survey being done. In Michigan, wages could fall to nine dollars and sixty-five cents an hour from fourteen dollars and forty cents. And so, what this <clears throat> what this does for me, what this illustrates to me, is that the argument that Donald Trump, that his propagandists in the media have the argument that they make about um, about undocumented immigrants, and oh, we don't like undocumented immigrants because they hurt wages, they hurt, uh, they hurt the ability of native workers to find jobs, uh, blah, 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 blah. They don't care about that because this is the Trump USDA that is doing this. This is the Trump administration, and they also say that they don't care uh, you know, they don't care about immigration. They just don't like undocumented immigration. They just don't like illegal immigration. Okay? That's a bunch of nonsense because this is the Trump administration, the hard right uh, uh, anti immigrant Trump administration that is cutting wages for immigrant workers uh, in 2020. Why would they do that if they were actually concerned with low wage immigrant with low wage undocumented immigrants hurting native workers wages if they were concerned about that they would also be concerned with legal immigrants with documented immigrants low wages hurting native workers but here we have the Trump administration barreling forward on a plan that is going to cut pay in half for legal immigrant workers here in uh, in Georgia, in Michigan, and, and in, in other places where agricultural guest work is is common. I mean, it's just it is absurd when you every time, every time you hear Donald Trump or a conservative propagandist in the media trying to uh, trying to sell you a bill of goods about how undocumented immigrants are your enemies, about how undocumented immigrants are the reasons that your wages are low or the reason that you can't find a job, show them this. Show them this because here we've got conservative uh, Trump administration officials purposely cutting wages of agricultural guest workers in America and who is it that is standing up for their wages? And this isn't just—and this isn't—and and, you know, this isn't just going to affect these immigrants' wages. This will affect the uh, the broader economy of of uh, native workers who are going to be doing this agricultural work. Okay. So, and who is it that is standing up for these workers' wages? Is it the Trump administration? No, they're the ones that are trying to cut it. Is it Democrats? No. No, it's not Democrats. It's the unions. It's the United Farm Workers. It's the lawyers for the United Farm Workers Union. That's who is standing up uh, for these workers' wages. And that's what we talk about every week. And that's that's why it is important to have your own independent advocates. It's, It's important to be able to be your own advocate. You can't count on politicians, Democrats or Republicans, to protect you. You can't count on them to raise your wages for you. You have to do it yourself. And that's what these workers are doing. Uh, the, the United Farm Workers are fighting for their members. They're fighting for each other. Uh, so uh, they're, they're fighting for each other so that they can, uh, um, they're, gonna, they're gonna be able to, f- so that they can feed their families. And it's not, it's not the Trump administration that's fighting for them. It's not the Trump administration that is fighting for uh, the native workers that they're gonna be competing with. It's the United Farm Workers, it's the union. And that's why, you know, I was asked why, uh, why does the labor movement support undocumented immigrants in their, um, insofar as believing that they should be able to organize? That's why. Because if these, uh, or, or any immigrants to be able to organize. Because division of the working class only helps the boss. Okay? If we allowed, if these agricultural farm workers, if these guest workers allowed themselves to be, to be divided uh, along documented and undocumented lines, along immigrant and native born lines, they would not as effectively be able to fight the boss and to fight the Trump administration in their attempt to cut their wages. But because they're together, because they are uh standing together in solidarity they've got a fighting chance here are they going to win maybe not not necessarily you know we don't we can't tell the future but we know that they've got a lot better chance fighting together than they would uh going in it alone and that's the that's the beauty of unions that's the beauty of organizing of collective action of of, uh, being able to take matters into your own hands, not having to rely on politicians because, um, that's not going to get you anywhere. But if you can fight for yourself, if you can fight for your brothers and sisters on the job, that is, uh, that's going to be a lot more effective. That is, it's, it's going to be a lot more effective, um, because you don't have to rely on anybody else. So, you know. Join a union. <laughs> Join a union, folks. Uh, we're coming up on a break here. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, we've got another half hour. If you want to give me a call, one eight six six four nine four nine eight six six 494 9866 is the number. So stay tuned. This is the Valley Labor Report.
0: You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Storey and Jacob Morrison.
1: Alright folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, running the show by myself today. David is down at the Alabama State Council of Machinists. Annual convention, so we appreciate his work doing that. Um, we were talking to Jane Adams earlier in the show about um, what would happen if Republicans are successful in over in, in circumventing the legislative process and um, in circumventing the le- legislative process and getting their activist judges to rewrite the law uh, with respect to the Affordable Care Act and. Um, you know, we talked about how, or, or I, I mentioned in passing how that is much more likely if we get um, if Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the court. You know, she uh, during the hearing she played coy, and she, was, you know, of course she did about how, oh, you know, I can't comment on a case that could come before me as a justice, blah 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 blah. We know that we everybody listening knows that's a bunch of, you know. That's a bunch of bs but um and, and and everybody knows that if she was on the court she would vote to overturn the affordable care act doesn't matter what the arguments are doesn't matter if they're legitimate she would do it because she's a conservative because she's a she's a republican she's partisan and you know we've got to uh we've got to rid ourselves of this notion that that the courts are not political they are um they're they're a place where Political power comes to fight, and uh, and adding another person to the conservative side of the court is going to guarantee conservative outcomes. And um, and a, and and so in that vein, I wanted to, to 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 go over some things that the already conservative court has done in its tenure, and and to just kind of underscore how much more radically. Pro business, pro corporation, and anti-worker. This court will become with yet another conservative justice on it. Um, the president of the AFL-CIO, Richard Trumka, wrote an article a few weeks back in the American Prospect. I would really recommend folks check it out um, because it's a really, really good. It's a really good article going through a, a, a lot of the pro corporation anti-worker decisions that this court has done it's called chief justice Roberts America's chief guardian of corporate power and so you know the 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 article kind of starts with um you know a lot of a lot of republican partisan types are disappointed with chief justice Roberts because he cited um uh he he in you know, Obergefell or um but, but, but because they don't think that he's sufficiently conservative enough. They think, uh, not, not in Obergefell, but in other decisions, they don't think he's sufficiently conservative, on, especially on social issues. But on business issues, which is what's going to affect your pocketbook, which is what's going to affect my pocketbook, he is down the line radical. He is radically pro-corporation and anti-worker. We can look at his rulings on workers' rights to band together in order to protect our rights to exercise greater power in the workplace. Right? Uh, One of these decisions, um, he uh, expanded the meaning of the Federal Arbitration Act, and um, which sealed off the courthouse door. to arbitration, like it, it, it made it harder for workers to band together against their employers uh, if there was some issue in the workplace. And there was a uh, there was another case in AT and T Mobility LLC versus uh, Concepcion, um, which does the same thing for consumers. It makes it more difficult for them to band together in class action lawsuits to fight uh, uh, to fight against like faulty advertising and stuff like that um, and, and I mean it, it's just down the line it's all kinds of stuff like that and he knows that it is that that is to the benefit of the corporations it is to their benefit if people can't band together in class action lawsuits and uh, take their claims to court because a lot of these claims a lot of the, the damage is done to an individual worker are just about um they they are they're just like you know fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or three hundred or even a thousand or two thousand dollars right these are amounts even just the twenty dollars that can mean a tank of gas that can mean somebody eats that night you know for poor people that's a lot of money especially once you get start getting up to a thousand or two or three or four or five thousand dollars this is real money for working people but that is not enough money to take a corporate behemoth to court over you're not going to be able to afford a lawyer as a working person uh, as as somebody who who is not rich you're not going to be able to take a corporate behemoth to court over a five thousand dollar. Uh, over a $5,000 wrong that was done to you. And so um, the ability for workers and consumers to come together in class action lawsuits, which is where lots of people who have smaller claims, you get a hundred people, you get a thousand people that were all done wrong by a corporation who uh, their individual amounts is like, you know, they took a, basically what it amounted to the, them taking $100 from me or them, them taking $20 from me, right? I can't go to court by myself for that. But if I go, uh, if I can band together with my brothers and sisters, we can all afford a lawyer and we can take them to court together and we can do it's called a class action lawsuit. And the Roberts Court has consistently consistently cited on the on the side of corporations um, making it harder and harder for workers and consumers to engage in class-action lawsuits against uh, against these big corporate behemoths that have wronged them it's it's really um, it's, it's really uh, it, it's quite scary thinking about the fact that people like Walmart or Google or Facebook or um, Amazon, they're going to have another friend on the court. That's really scary. Thinking about living in that world, where um, you know the people who want to who who want to take away workers' rights have another friend on the Supreme Court of the United States. And you know, a lot of people talk like when when they think about the Supreme Court, they think about abortion or they think about gay marriage. They think about a woman's right to choose. Like these are all very important things, and we should think about them. We should spend time talking about that but there is not nearly enough attention paid to how the Supreme Court is going to affect our pocketbooks, how the Supreme Court is going to affect our ability to come together and, uh, and fight together against these big corporate behemoths because we can't do it alone. We, we just simply cannot do it alone. Um, it is not, we don't have the money, we don't have the resources, we don't have the time to do that by ourselves but um, when the working class can come together we're a lot stronger and that's why you know that that's why the Roberts Court is so anti-class action lawsuits it's why it's so anti workers coming together um, because if we can't come together you know we don't have we don't have power anymore and, that, and that's you know that that that's the whole thing um, so another story <clears throat> that I wanted to talk about is I saw this in the Alabama Political Reporter, which is really quite stunning, and it, and it kind of ties into a story that we talked about a couple weeks back about nursing homes and um, nursing homes and deaths and uh, let's see and 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 you and, and having unions in the nursing home and uh, the the. Um, and if, you know, you, you'll remember a few weeks back, we talked about the fact that um, union nursing homes had a 30% lower death rate than nursing homes without unions. And, you know, of course, the reason for that is because, again, when workers come together, they have more power. And especially when these service employees, these people who are dedicated to, you know, um, to serving uh, and caring and things like that, when they're able to come together, they're able to do their job better, and um, and so that is uh, uh and so that that was a really big story that 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 we talked about. It was in uh, that the study came out in American Health Affairs, I believe it was, um, and the story from the Alabama Political Reporter, the AARP did did a study on nursing homes and their death uh, their, their death rates and their covid-19 case rates and what stunned me is that Alabama had the second highest nursing home death rate in the country right behind Mississippi I believe it was the second highest death rate 1 out of it was 1.03 out of every 100 nursing home residents in Alabama has died because of the coronavirus. One out of every 100, that is the second highest in the country, the second highest in the country. You know we always hear about we always hear about New York and how Andrew Cuomo did horrible things with the nursing homes in, in New York. And no doubt he did. Andrew Cuomo is a corporate Shill, right? Uh, you're not going to find a defender of Andrew, Andrew Cuomo here. But <laughs> Alabama's nursing home death rate is still higher. And we don't ever, you know, nobody ever talks about Kay Ivey's job with the nursing homes. Nobody ever talks about that. Um, and so that's something, you know, and what one of, why is why is that, that our death rate is so much higher than the rest of the country? Well, our union density is lower. That's one reason, of course. You know, of course, there are lots of others. There, there are just a myriad of factors that go into uh, that go into death rates in, in nursing homes and things like that. But of course, with the knowledge that union nursing homes have thirty percent lower death rates, thirty percent lower, with that knowledge. You can comfortably assume, you can confidently assume that if nursing homes in Alabama were more organized, we would have been able to better take care of our seniors. We would have been able to better take care of these nursing home residents. Because when workers have power in their workplace, uh, they're able to do a better job, they're able, uh, you know, and, and and they're able to better take care of their patients and things like that. And so it's really unfortunate that in this state we've got, you know, greedy bosses, greedy corporations running our healthcare system. Um, and it's not workers running our healthcare system, you know, that it, it's really, really unfortunate. Um, because, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, like everybody listening, I, genuinely encourage you to look into forming a union at your workplace because uh, you're going to be able to, you're going to have more freedom on your job. You're going to be able to do your job better. Yes, you're going to be able to have higher wages, better benefits, better working conditions, all of those things. And you don't have to rely on your boss or, or a politician to do these things for, it, for you. You can do it yourself. And that's like the beauty of of organizing, The reason that union nursing homes had such a lower death rate is not because their bosses were better. It's not because the politicians in those states were better. It's because workers had a democratic voice in their workplace. It's because workers had more of a say in what happens. In nursing homes without unions, they don't have that. They don't have that. They're at the whim of their boss. When, uh, when you don't have a union, um, a workplace is just, it's just a dictatorship, you know, and we don't accept that for our, we don't accept that for our political system. Why should we accept that uh, for our employment system? We've got one more segment. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, if you want to give me a call, 1-866-494-9866, one 866 494 wvnn we had a caller earlier but since i'm alone in the studio i can't answer the call and talk so if you want to call during the break now's the time stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening
0: to the valley labor report with david story and jacob morrison
1: The Valley Labor Report is also supported by listeners like you. If you value the work that we are doing, injecting a different perspective into talk radio, and you have the means, consider signing up for a monthly donation on patreon.com slash thevalleylaborreport. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash thevalleylaborreport to support our work and keep us on the air. People across Alabama are hurting. Elected leaders have bailed out corporations while sending only a one-time cash payment to working families despite record unemployment and a public health crisis. Hometown Action is fighting for working people across Alabama to build inclusive and sustainable small town and rural communities. Hometown Action demands that Congress pass a people's bailout that expands health care, sends cash payments to families, and invests in green jobs to restart the economy. Now is the time to act. Learn more at www.hometownaction.org. The American Federation of Government Employees, AFGE, Local 1858, believes all workers are entitled to fairness, dignity, and respect. AFGE also knows that the best way to guarantee proper treatment is for workers to stand together, united, looking out for each other. In AFGE, we fight for workers every day to ensure a workplace that is safe and free from harassment. If you're a federal employee and want to be a part of this union to protect yourself and your fellow workers, call 256. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time. But the attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker & Jacobs at 855-617-9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms.
0: WVNN. The long-haired preacher's come out every night. I try to tell you what's wrong and what's right. But when asked about something to eat, they will answer in voices as sweet. You will eat, you will eat by
1: and by. Alright folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here in the studio by myself today. David is down at the convention for the Alabama State Council of Machinists. So we appreciate his work for the working people, machinists of Alabama. The Machinists Union in Alabama has 15,000 members. That is wild. And David uh, David does, does a lot of work throughout the year representing all those 15,000 members. so we appreciate his work wishing him safe travels today. Um, in this last segment, I guess we're going we're, we're, we're gonna go through kind of a lightning round through some Huntsville news. Um, this has been several weeks ago now several weeks ago, but John Meredith won the runoff in his city council race. Uh, for Huntsville City Council District 5 John Meredith won so I am really excited to see what he does in that position Uh, y'all will remember that he's been on the show twice now he's our only repeat guest Um, he made a lot of pro worker pro labor commitments uh, in the studio with us so we're going to make sure that we hold his feet to the fire on those things you will be able to see him at our, um, at our rally on, uh, on November 7th, it's going to be in the steam fitters union, uh, the steam fitters union halls parking lot. So uh, make sure that you come out. We're going to have a bunch of, a bunch of different unions there, a bunch of nonprofit groups that fight for workers' rights. Uh, I know that AFGE is going to be there. My union, American Federation of Government Employees. Um, and if you're a federal employee, make sure that you make sure that you come out and uh, and talk to me. You know, talk, uh, we we've got some folks, and I'm probably going to try to get him on next weekend. Um, got a brother that has a really uh, really amazing story about the union fighting for him uh, because his supervisor was giving him a, a bunch of crap about him being in the National Guard. Um, Union was able to get a supervisor off his back. It's a real, uh, really great story. Um, got a lot of folks who the union has done a lot, a lot of good for. Um, so make sure that you come out, um, you, get, you can meet me, talk, talk to me about what the, uh, what the union can do for you. Um, you know, and uh, we represent 29 organizations on and off the arsenal, 29 different federal organizations. So um, you may be represented by us already, You just need to start paying dues to us. (laughs) Um, Or you may not be and you can get organized. So we can talk to you about either of those situations. Um, I know the iron workers are gonna be there. Obviously the machinist union is gonna be there. Um, I believe that IFPTE is gonna be there. Um, They represent workers at NASA. Um, um, I believe that the stagehands are gonna be there. I uh, believe that the postal workers and the letter carriers are gonna be there. Uh, I know that Hometown Action is gonna be there. So we're gonna have a lot, a lot of fun folks. We're gonna have good cooking, gonna have some coffee in the morning. So make sure you come out. We'll be there at nine o'clock at the Steamfitters Union Hall parking lot in Madison. Make sure you come out and see us. Um, and uh, uh, Another Huntsville bit of Huntsville news is that um, the Confederate monument came down this week. That is really exciting. The Confederate monument uh, by the courthouse came down. Um, finally, after months and months and months of protests, um, you know, this is definitely, uh, we can definitely thank the folks that have been coming out regularly to those protests, and it, it has been moved to uh, the Confederate section of Maple Hill Cemetery, which is, in my mind, a much more appropriate place for. Something like that. Um, and and, <laughs> and you know what folks? I still remember that the Civil War happened. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I bet I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to put some money that you still remember that the Civil War happened. We did not have to have a <laughs> we did not have to have a monument to the losers of the Civil War. In, standing in front of our courthouse to remember our history it you know it's amazing <laughs> it, it's really it's really quite it's really quite amazing that that we're able to remember that the civil war happened despite that but we are uh and if you have trouble remembering you can still go to the confederate section of maple hill cemetery And see it there Uh, which you know that that's a much more that's a much more appropriate place and you know these these Confederate monuments I think I said this before one time when we talked about it like back in May or something but like these Confederate monuments they were not put up just just to remember our history just to commemorate the dead they were put up to say to black folks this is our country this is our state this is our county It was not just some neutral, oh, I love my history, blah, 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 blah. That specific monument was put up at the site of a lynching of a black man in Huntsville. That happened only a year earlier. Do you think that was a coincidence? No, of course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't a coincidence. It was put up there at that site specifically to strike fear in the hearts of black folk in madison county they wanted people to know that when they went into this courthouse that was a white man's courthouse so it's a good thing that that's gone uh and and it's in uh you know it's in a cemetery now so that is a good thing It, it it's a good thing for our county it's a good thing for our state it's a good thing for our communities i mean it's just a good it's a good thing all the way around so i'm really thankful that the uh, the county commission finally did that um i'm not clear on what's going to happen with the fine there um, because multiple multiple groups in huntsville and madison county had raised funds for it um they had raised the twenty-five thousand dollars necessary to pay the fine but uh if i remember correctly i believe that i remember reading that the um uh that the county commission had, had somehow figured out a way that they didn't have to pay that fine anymore so i'm not sure what the i'm not sure how they they finagled around that uh, but but i reckon they did um so I'm not sure what those groups are planning to do with the $25,000. Maybe they're going to reimburse the money or maybe they'll put it towards something else. I'm not sure. Um, but that would be that would be ideal if we not only, you know, as taxpayers, we didn't have to pay for it, but uh, if these progressive groups and the folks that donated to them didn't have to pay for um, the removal of that, you know, abomination of a statue that was in front of our house. So, um, you know, hopefully all that gets resolved and gets resolved in a positive way. Um, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. I know that this show has been a bit rough, a bit, uh, a bit rough to listen to. Um, we didn't have the stream up. Uh, we have been recording with the, the studio equipment. Um, so the parts that are salvageable, I'm gonna put on YouTube later. Uh, but I appreciate the folks that are listening. And um, if you're not following us on social media, make sure that you are. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Valley Labor Report. We're on Twitter at Labor Reporters. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jacob M underscore A-L. David is on Twitter at Radical Unionist. That's spelled R-A-D-I-C-L Unionist. Um, so make sure that you're following us following us in all of those places, donating to our Patreon if you appreciate our work at Patreon.com slash the valley labor report and uh next week next week we've got a surprise for you and hopefully everything goes well hopefully we don't have any technical difficulties so make sure you tune in next week